Hello and welcome to This Is Birth, the podcast. I am your host, Lindsay McGilvery, and joining me today is the fabulous Sam Williams. Hi, Sam. How are you? Hi, Lindsay. How are you doing? I'm good. Yes, thank you. Yourself? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. You were definitely top of my list for guests I wanted to have so that you could share some of your amazing knowledge. So I'm really excited to have you here. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm really delighted and um, to be here and um, really chuffed that I got asked um, and really excited that we're talking about C-sections when April is C-section awareness month. I know, how smooth was that? We <laughs> planned that very well. <laughs> so I'm so excited to get started. So for people that don't know you now, a lot of my clients do know you because I make them very aware of how amazing you are. But for the people that don't, please tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a massage therapist by trade, um, but probably my skill set sort of um, merges out with of just massage. So we like to call it more soft tissue uh, therapist. And I work a lot with uh, postnatal women particularly and postnatal women who have had C-sections. So uh, my background is in scar work. Um, and I work with prenatal ladies as well. Um, so I combine a bit of um, the sort of remedial aspect of massage, which is basically helping people resolve issues they have within their bodies, um, with the scar work. So the two combine really nicely um, to, to help people with C-sections. So tell me, Sam, who do you live with? Who's in your home? Um, so I live with my partner and my son, who is nine years old. And my son is uh, the reason I got into this all. So it was through um, his birth, which ended up as an unplanned C-section, um, that I became really interested in my own healing journey. And then the sort of, oh, if I can help myself in my healing journey and recovering from a C-section, I must be able to utilize these skills with other mums as well amazing and what a skill set you have we've we've known each other for for quite a while um I first discovered Sam when I was pregnant with Jonah and her name was something that I kept hearing <laughs> through midwives through colleagues through um, other pregnant friends I had and I thought I need to check Sam out because everybody's telling me how good her massages are and oh my goodness I'll never forget that first massage I had it was the first time I felt normal in my pregnancy I think because you felt like you'd put me all back together and it was just bliss oh. and <laughs> I tell everybody about you because I think um, obviously in pregnancy it's so so good for your body to do that but also, the, the postnatal recovery is something that a lot of people don't prioritise and the difference it can make is, is incredible. So we're going to delve into that as we go through the podcast. But that's how we know each other. And Sam attends the pregnancy events that um, I hold in the, the village centre and there's one coming up in June. So if you want to find out more about her services, please come along and chat to her there. But she just is is an amazing fountain of knowledge and is incredible at what she does, which is why I wanted to get her on and share all about her her um, amazing business and what she does. So that's how we know each other, and it's it's been quite a while now. <laughs> it has, and I actually, when I was looking back, I couldn't remember whether we'd met 
prior to me treating you or that was the first time I met and I, I, yeah I think it was and because you had not long embarked on your hypnobirthing instructor um, yeah so I, I must have well. only been I must have only been teaching about a year by then so yeah it's been it's been a long time now it's ten and a half years down the line now so yeah we have known each other for quite a while <laughs> so tell me a wee bit about your pregnancy and birth Sam um yes so obviously my son is nine years old so the pregnancy is all a bit of a a a long way back memory um but it was fairly straightforward pretty textbook um I was pretty fit going into pregnancy and fit and mobile throughout my pregnancy and I was just really excited to meet my child and um I was one of these people who was actually quite excited about childbirth and thinking, yeah, I can do this. Like I'm a fit, healthy person. You know, I've done a lot of running pre-pregnancy. I just never considered that the birth could go any other way than just a straightforward vaginal birth. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I took antenatal classes and felt all prepared. You know, I, I felt as if there's, there's no reason why this wouldn't go the way it's going to go um, in terms of just nice, smooth, easy birth. Yeah. Of course, um, that's a fairly naive way of looking at birth, unfortunately. Um, and my birth ended up as uh, an emergency C-section. Okay. I say emergency with a small E. So it wasn't, um, you know, uh, it, it was an unplanned C-section as a result of a failed induction. Um, and yeah, I think it certainly, um, it took me mentally um, quite a while to get my head around this fact that I hadn't had the birth that I had just presumed I would have. Yeah. Um, and um, there was a lot of emotions, um, quite a lot of anger, I'm not going to be ashamed to say. Um, no, don't be. It's, whole, it's very normal feelings to have. Uh, a whole feeling of uh, anticlimax. Um, and and I think I actually grieved the fact that I didn't have the birth, but I felt I should have had. But of course, you know, this whole discussion around C-sections is, is very much about that notion but we see C-section as, as a bit of a failure. Yeah. You know, it's not seen on par with giving birth naturally. And, um, and I think that's a really um, sad thing in society. So how was your postnatal recovery, Sam? Um, so my postnatal recovery actually went really well. Um, in the initial days, obviously, you're getting used to having major abdominal surgery. Um, and I, well, I'm going to take you back a step. So I, I was actually five months pregnant when I graduated in the remedial sports massage back in 2013. Um, and I always remember that there was like literally this tiny paragraph within the course notes about uh, scar massage and working with scars and how to reduce um, excess fibrosis and adhesions, um, which all sounds very technical, but isn't really. 
Um, so I was kind of like, oh, I wonder, you know, if I can get some control back over this situation and what's just happened to me and um, and apply some of my knowledge, my recently um, attained knowledge in helping my own healing journey. So um, from fairly early on in my recovery, uh, from probably about five weeks onwards, I would religiously have a daily bath with my little boy in a bouncy chair next to me. Once he had settled, then I would spend some time focusing on my own body and how it was healing. So I would um, do my pelvic floor exercises or more kind of pelvic health sort of movements, um, bit of breathing work, and then I would do some self-massage. And just gradually familiarized myself with the tissues, how they felt. Um, and I would do this pretty much, as I said, daily over um, the first few months, um, which I know sounds like <laughs> madness. But actually, you need an excuse to get into the bath and have a bit of you time. Okay, Abs Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I would just work really instinctively on my scar and, you know, mobilizing the tissues, just connecting with the area. And, you know, and I have no idea. I mean, if, if I hadn't have done that work, maybe I would have felt the same. But it was, I guess it was that that really then got me interested in, oh, wow, like this, I feel as if this has helped me. I must be able to utilize this with other people. Um, so, yeah, my postnatal recovery actually went fairly well. It went well, you know, in terms of uh, the physical side of things. Um, and, you know, and I think getting some control back over how you're helping your body um, helps mentally as well. Absolutely. Um, so it was really actually my postnatal recovery, which completely changed or, yeah, completely defined a pathway for my career, which is just amazing. Um, and, you know, from there I went and I actually found that there were courses specifically on sort of remedial massage and scar work. And, you know, that's how it all kind of snowballed. It's amazing that you, you were able to use that experience you had personally to be able to adapt your business, to be able to help more people. Because I think having had a C-section myself, the recovery isn't easy. Oh. It's not straightforward. Um, and a lot of that is because we're expected to do so much and we don't really give ourselves the time that we need to rest and recover. And we've got a baby to look after and our body's been through a lot um so to actually have someone that understands that personally that can then offer support offer um help that really can make a difference to your recovery is, is amazing so how did you adapt your business to be able to offer that change to your clients i i think it was through you know exploring the options out there in terms of further learning and then just really listening to your clients and what they need you know when somebody comes in to see me postnatally it might be that actually all they want is relaxation or all they want is to ease out those sore upper back shoulders neck because they're hunched over feeding their child from hours on end you know and 
or they might come in with a particular purpose um for example getting back to exercise or just have an assessment on their scar they just want the reassurance that their scar is doing well you know it's it's about treating the, the person as a whole yeah. um and knowing that that postnatal period isn't a set period for a start i mean you know, once postnatal, always postnatal, but also everyone's postnatal period is completely different um, for a whole variety of reasons, you know, and everyone's recovery journey, whether you've had a C-section or given birth vaginally is completely different. But, you know, what it's important to do is be able to have these discussions, honest discussions about, you know, where are you? Where are you at? How are you doing? Where do you want to be? What do you need help with? You know, and have those discussions about, you know, what's normal at this stage? Um, you know, and thing, you know, even simple things like my scars numb, you know, I presume it's always going to be this way. And it's like, well, no, it doesn't need to be this way. And, you know, or these are the things that you can do to help um, look after your body, help look after your scar, you know, and very simple things which shouldn't take, you know, shouldn't be onerous um, given that you have a child to look after. You know, it's about bridging that gap, but it's quite often, um, you know, one of my biggest bugbears, uh, and you, I hear it constantly from clients, is that you have this major abdominal surgery and you leave a hospital and then you get no follow-up yeah the follow-up is all about the child which is very very important and the mum may be asked a few questions but nothing is really taking the time to explain you know at what point is your body ready to do x y or z yeah you know? and it really saddens me that women are often left not really knowing what's normal in terms of the cycle returning or pelvic health or digestive yeah. system you know and or even the wound healing you know because our lives are so busy and so chaotic from having a newborn you know it's it's so natural that we deprioritize ourselves but i have ladies coming like three months post c-section with with wounds which haven't fully healed but yeah. It, they just haven't been able to take the time or had haven't had anyone to listen to them to kind of really acknowledge but no right we need to get this needs to be sorted you know yeah um, and I think so like if, if they're not seeing anybody for that ongoing support or follow-up how do they know that that's not okay that it's not healed at three months you know it's it's there's definitely a lack of of support and I, I completely agree I think the postnatal period is a period of time that is dismissed a lot and obviously being a midwife having a c-section I felt that I would have understood what was going on and I think so many people see that superficial scar but they don't understand the amount of healing that needs to go on way beyond that so even just education and understanding what to expect is, is really important that people know that when they have had major abdominal surgery and have a baby to look after because it's a lot their body's gone through and I think that's why what you do is really helpful because you're seeing that person as an individual and able to tailor the advice and care to that person rather than it being a textbook. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, sometimes we just need reassurance. We just need someone just to take a look and say, that's doing brilliant. You know, and that can go a long way to helping someone, you know, get back into the things they enjoy doing, the things that make them feel like them again and getting back some of that identity, which, you know, let's all be honest, we, sometimes we feel we lose a bit when we especially have our first child and we're trying to adapt to this huge change in life. Yeah. I think you, you do forget about your own needs and your own priorities because everything does become all about the baby but actually you can't be the best mum to your baby if you're not looking after yourself and it is a really important thing to do I completely agree with with what you're saying what is the biggest challenge with c-section recovery I think the biggest challenge is the fact that we don't talk about c-sections so you know like we've just discussed you know parents are sent home with this newborn baby and um, this abdominal surgery, which they potentially haven't planned for. And, you know, this parent has to adjust to this new way of life and, and kind of get their head around the sequence of events which has just happened to them. Um, and I think for many parents, and certainly many mums which come into my treatment room, it's a kind of a bit of a stigma around having had a C-section. Um, it certainly wasn't the thing that was in their birth plan. And it is something that has happened to them rather than being something that they particularly chose and was in control of. Yeah. Um, I'll just give some sort of some facts about sort of C-section rates, which I'm sure you know already. Um, so the national statistics released in Scotland for the year ending last March, so March 22, 37.7% of all births were carried out via C-section. 18.3% um, of these were elective and 19.4% of these were, and I'm going to say they put it down as emergency, but I think it's nicer to say unplanned. Yeah. Um, it's less of a sort of red siren, and there definitely are emergency C-sections, um, but we'll use the catch term unplanned. So those figures roughly equate to two out of five births um, being done via C-section or being done using major abdominal surgery. And one out of five births is an unplanned C-section. Yeah. So that's that's likely to be surgery that the parents had not anticipated, not expected, and certainly maybe not prepared for. Yeah. Um, and I just think there's this huge gap um, in terms of, and I know you're, you know, you're working at improving this, in terms of why we don't discuss why uh, why we don't discuss that a C-section is a very probable outcome. Yeah. Um, when you know when we're talking about a one in five for unplanned and I find it a really difficult thing to discuss because I think you know if I went back to my um, myself when I was pregnant and somebody had said to me oh well you've got one in five chance of it being an unplanned c-section I think I would have felt quite indignant and quite um, annoyed at that person yeah because and I would have felt like how dare you suggest but I can't do this actually I, I think that's how many of us feel is that, you know, a C-section is seen as 
the second rate option. But in fact, you know, I shouldn't have had that attitude. I should have had the attitude of um, a C-section is simply one of those choices out there that we need to rely upon in order um, to minimise risks to both baby and mother. Um, You know, we're fortunate, fortunate enough to live in a society where we have all of these options in place and you know our healthcare system um quite rightly so and i don't want to get into the discussion of why our c-section rates are so high but we're a risk averse system to absolutely mother and baby you know there's how the system is currently set up but if it's set up that way then we need to have this discussion with parents that this is a normal way of giving birth and it's you know it's it's something that we also need to take into account as being one of the normal outcomes um, that can happen. And then I think we would have less people that almost feel a bit, have these feelings of anger and anticlimax and feeling like their body has failed them. Um, and that, you know, this is, yeah, this is tough. Yeah, it absolutely is. And that is, that is the whole thing. That's, this is why I've, the, podcast is called this is birth because there's no one right way to to have your baby it's what's the right way in your situation and for some people that would be a pool birth with no pain relief but for some people that would be an unplanned section because that's the safest thing for mum and baby or an elective section because that's what is the right thing for that person and I think it's it's so sad that there there is such a, a kind of negative view of c-sections and it's almost looked as oh that's a shame that's how it had to go but I think it's it's how you look at it that really changes how you feel about it we are so lucky we have incredibly skilled doctors that that are skilled to perform these life-saving surgeries when they're they're needed and I think a big part of this is is educating people about their their options and their choices and I know through through the course that I teach we cover c-sections because it is chance it absolutely is a chance it could happen but what would feel really scary is if you haven't prepared for that and that's how your birth ended up and I think you're seeing people once they've been through that and actually it can be quite scary and frightening when they've not had any idea that that was about to happen to them. But if they go into it feeling prepared and actually know that they have options, even if it does go that way, is really, really useful and helpful. Because I think my, my C-section with Jonah was very similar to yours, Sam, with um, with your son where I was at an induction and progressed a certain point and I chose actually to have c-section because it wasn't coming out the way I intended it was just in a in a really awkward position and the amount of people afterwards that would message me and say oh I'm so sorry to hear it was a c-section and I don't know why they, they felt that that was a negative and I was saying it was a c-section because I chose it to be a c-section so although there's that kind of negative connotation with it I, I didn't feel that way and I felt, although it wasn't, I'd planned a, a lovely pool birth with, with Jonah and clearly he had other ideas and so did my body, but it wasn't a failure. And I think so many people are made to feel that they haven't given birth. But actually, regardless of how your baby comes out, you have grown a baby and birthed a baby, which is absolutely incredible. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, but this really begs the question, if, Almost two out of five women who give birth, give birth via C-section, whether it's planned or elective. Why is the aftercare so um, non-existent? 
you know, for, for, for such a uh, prevalent surgery, um, the follow-up um, is uh, unfortunately just, yeah. Um, Non-existent. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, as as our own health <laughs> yeah. but it but it is and I think think things are really really difficult now more than ever in the system but if people are facing issues and challenges and and not recovering well it's really difficult to even get to see someone at the moment so there's probably a lot of things that aren't getting picked up on and then that can then end up have, causing more problems down the line so that's why I'm, I'm so glad there is people like you that I can refer people to that you can give them that reassurance and give them that advice and really help them take ownership for their bodies and really get confident and strong in their body's abilities and make them trust that everything is, is well again um, and make them feel back to themselves after going through something like that yeah 100% so what is the one bit of advice that you would give to a new mum after a C-section? There's so many, so many bits <laughs> of advice I would give a new mum. Um, I think um, I'm going to cheat a bit on this. <laughs> I'm going to give advice for a new mum and advice for a mum a bit further down the line. Okay. Um, so I, I think it's important if you've just had a C-section to acknowledge that it is major abdominal surgery. And therefore, your body needs time to heal. Um, you know, there's a lot of healing going on, plus the fact you've got a newborn and um, sleep is probably somewhat lacking. But you do need to focus on things like resting, but moving, um, but not over moving. It's finding that balance. You know, we can't just lay in bed. Um, not that it's hard to do when you've got a newborn anyway, but the tissues need a certain amount of movement to help them heal optimally um, focusing on nutrition and hydration and not being constipated so in those early days trying to avoid constipation or if you become constipated getting it dealt with as quickly as possible and then you know tips for further down the line so once that wound has fully healed so there's no scabs um, and, you know, you've got the scar there, which is maturing. Um, best tip I can give a new mum is if you're able to touch your scar, then moisturise it. Those scars love moisturiser. Okay. It even has it written on their little label. Um, they want to be hydrated because it will protect them. It will create a nice little barrier for that scar. And when that scar has that barrier, it doesn't overproduce more scar tissue in general. Some people, there's always individual variations in this. Um, but by also moisturising your scar, you are helping that whole area um, with the, the nerve endings as well. You're, you're stimulating the area. You're helping the brain reconnect to that area. And we want that reconnection. The you know, a, a lot of women I see um, months, if not years down the line, sometimes have issues because they have never acknowledged their scar, they've never touched or interacted with their scar, and um, that connection is lost. And it's never too late to get that connection back. What I would say, though, is if you're not comfortable touching your scar, <clears throat> then you never force anything. Yeah. Uh, and it might be that you're comfortable with your partner or your husband, um, you know, applying some moisturiser on, you know, some people find that actually another person's touch is absolutely fine. They just can't touch it themselves. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you never force anything. So if nothing, if it doesn't, 
feel ready, then you just leave it. Um, it's all in its own time. And I think this is really important because if something doesn't feel right, then please speak to your GP. And if you feel as if it still doesn't feel right, then you speak to the GP again. Uh, because sometimes it is hard getting through in the health system. And quite often, especially when we've just had surgery, there's a tendency that we might get fobbed off a bit. Yeah. Um, but we know our bodies best. And, you know, if there's pain in the area, if things aren't right with our bladder, if, you know, if our period's returned and things don't feel right there, um, if our bowels aren't right, you know, you need to go and speak to someone. Um, abdominal surgery can affect so many things. Um, and and actually, so I've recently in the past couple of years been training in uh, a new modality called visceral manipulation. And this is it's wonderful for working with all the organs and trying to balance everything up and getting all the tissues freed up and mobilised. But, you know, if things don't feel right, then your first port of call is speak to a GP and just get them to check. It's one of those things, I think, when you you've never been through it before how do you know what's normal so you do need that support to to get things checked and for someone to give you that reassurance it's really important and I think when you're busy with a baby you might have the tendency to ignore it or push it back but it's never too late if you know that something doesn't feel right it's really important to to get that support yeah absolutely so Sam thank you so much for sharing all your tips and sharing all your knowledge with us today on the podcast Um, I will be sharing all Sam's details of how you can get in contact with her for someone that if they're looking for any remedial scar work um, c-section massage anything at all please check her out she's amazing at what she does so thank you so much Sam for coming on today it's been a pleasure to have you thank you so much for having me Lindsay take care Bye. Bye.